suddenly, literally at the beginning of lockdown, when we went into it, my skin just absolutely exploded. And it was like proper boils on my face. So at the same time as I got the acne, I was also really, really bloated. Every single day I woke up, could not do my jeans up. Like it was just constant bloating. Instagram can be a great place to connect with people mm -hmm. and things like that. But it also can be quite a toxic place. Agreed. In that, I feel like there is like this ideal body image hey guys and welcome back to another exciting episode of catch-ups in my kitchen the podcast about all things food health and wellness with me georgia simmons host of the podcast this week i am joined by the gorgeous emily champion where we deep dive into all things skin gut health, fertility, and boob jobs. This is a really open, honest, and raw conversation, which I think is what podcasts should be all about. Emily shares her experience on the things that a lot of us go through, such as bloating, cystic acne, and whether to have certain work done, which in Emily's case was getting her boobs done. I honestly respect Emily's honesty and openness so much in this episode and I know for sure that you would all love this, learn something, take something away. Um, so I really hope you enjoy it. It was really, really fantastic. There was so much in this. So yeah, enjoy and have a lovely, lovely rest of your day. <laughs> Welcome to my Hello. kitchen. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. I've been meaning to come on this pod for a while. I know, it's so, so exciting. Good to start the week with a great episode. So good. Also, we thought we were going to be like blown away today, didn't we? I we know. It was like threatened, like <laughs> threatened. Literally, <laughs> literally. And I'm like, I went outside and I was like, oh, it's actually okay. Yeah, the weather's it's okay. Lovely. It's lovely. Yeah. It's fresh, it's bright. We've got a great view right now. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's great. To kickstart things off, do you mind giving a quick elevator pitch? Who you are, what you do? Of course. I think about Zelia. I, like, I don't actually say it enough. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what do I do? Uh, so I basically own a digital marketing agency called The Champ Agency. And that, I've had that probably about a year now. I used to work in digital marketing for about six or seven years for beauty brands like Elizabeth Arden and The Body mm. Shop. And then I had some clients alongside that and just realized there was so much demand and that actually I could maybe make a better life for myself and feel more fulfilled by working for myself. So um, I actually was made redundant from the body shop, started my agency, thought like, if this, if there's any time to do it, it's now, yeah. and then just never look back. Amazing. And that's worked super well because it means that I've always been a content creator ever since university. And I've always struggled in terms of if there's events at lunchtime and things like that, you can't go to them and it's so good as a creator to be seen at places be seen by other brands be seen to be going to things i think networking is a huge part of it yeah um so that's allowed me to do that now so i'm yeah digital marketing agency and i'm a content creator amazing well. amazing so we have a quick fire round to start things off about all things food Lovely. which we love right foodie. sweet or savory savory juicy burger or overloaded salad overloaded salad I it agree. honestly really is. Yeah, there's just so much going on in that salad. It's just heaven. It's so good. It's <laughs> so, so good. good. What is your go-to cuisine? Mediterranean. Yeah. Cook in or eat out? Cook in. And what's your favourite delivery? Mm, Oka. Is yeah. it Oka or Oka? Oh, I, I, mean, I say Oka, but yes. Shop, and then there's the restaurant. Then there's the restaurant. Yeah. 
but great sushi yeah really really good and i also love my actual order from that is the miso glazed salmon with the Ooh. vegetables and um the korean cauliflower bites oh heaven yeah, i haven't actually really been good. for japanese food in a while i think when it comes to like yeah. december and stuff you don't actually end up eating that kind of yeah. cuisine but yeah love yeah. it yeah i also love how it's like mediterranean but japanese food. but japanese food. <laughs> but no it's a good takeaway it's a good one to have yeah, love it love yeah. it Right, I want to talk about your kind of skin and bloating mm-hmm. journey because you've been super open online about this yeah. and I think a lot of girls and boys yeah. go through this and it's just really interesting to hear from people's personal experiences. So let's start with skin. Yeah. Let's start with skin. I mean, you've described it as having that kind of cystic acne for a while. Yeah. What was your skin like kind of growing up and when did the kind of troubles, I guess, start? Yeah, so this is the devastating thing. My skin was perfect growing up honestly I remember I used to go to sleepovers and I used to go to bed as of when we like started using makeup I used to go to bed with my makeup on just to prove a point that I don't get spots I was just like my friends like you've got to take your makeup off I was like mm, I don't need a makeup wipe I can go to bed like this I'll wake up flawless I'm yeah. absolutely fine come so like yeah go through puberty everything all good and then I hit probably maybe like 22 cystic acne breaks no it wasn't 22 it was like 24 because it was covid time and suddenly literally at the beginning of lockdown when we went into it my skin just absolutely exploded and it was like proper boils on my face and going from not ever having a spot to maybe like an occasional one having had chocolate to having full-on cystic acne was yeah absolutely awful and like really hard mentally as well as yeah everything else and like having to just deal with them physically um so I thought that I was kind of a bit of a pro in skincare from having worked for brands before and just started using what I thought was good but actually probably being too complicated with with my products Mm. so I'm trying to think of the brands that I used at the time they were medical grade but with zero qualifications yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) probably not the best thing to do um and I think it wasn't really until I started seeing Eleanor, who's from Elanique, which is who's absolutely amazing, and she does yeah. hydrofacials for me. Um, that she was like, You've got to strip back the skincare products here, you've yeah. got to use you know, micellar water basically, and normal water, and a really like basic water gel moisturizer. Don't use creams, yeah. Um, but as you know, a lot of this stems back to diet. Mm-hmm. And that I think has been like the biggest cure, like curing my acne. Even though I do still get bits and pieces now, I know how to manage it better. Yeah. Because actually no skincare product could no. have done anything. I think it's definitely a mixture of in and out. Yeah. And I think with skincare, less is definitely more. Yeah. I think especially now we're, you know, watching people get ready with me on TikTok and Instagram, you're yes. seeing a lot of people's skincare. And sometimes I'm just like so many bottles going on there like strip it back like we don't need it like my grandma is always like I just use soap and water and she's got flawless skin and I'm like yeah I think less is more is is definitely key so then I mean I've been to Elanique and she is just fab so yeah that was that was great a good yeah yeah, and I think you know we deep clean our houses why are we not deep cleaning our face hello (laughs) what's going on especially living in London the pollution is like every day completely but then so then you started looking at within so when what happened with that journey so at the same time that so beginning of lockdown it could have been an element of stress as well because I know that comes into play but obviously it's quite hard to analyze how much of it is that so at the same time as I got the acne I was also really really bloated 
just every single day and I had been going to the gym probably a little bit excessively at that time and then to go to not being at the gym and like doing my home workouts whatever I was very used to I guess at that point in my life having quite a fit physique and Mm -hmm. not being bloated at all and I think maybe it was to do with my diet too but yeah was never really bloated every single day I woke up could not do my jeans up like it was just constant bloating in line with my skin as well um so a lot nothing really could happen whilst I was in lockdown which was annoying yeah you can't go and see someone yeah like quickly exactly so I went to like Instagram and obviously had loads of diagnoses from other people that also weren't qualified and I honestly don't think I dealt with this until maybe like properly probably until like two years later when I was fully out of COVID. That's and a long time to have long that. Time. And I got used to living with it. I think it was just like every day, really, I was kind of like a swollen version of myself. But how was that like mentally and like on oh, your confidence? And... Yeah, not good. And that yeah. is also in line with meeting my boyfriend now. I was just about to say, surely this is kind <laughs> of in line with that. Yeah. Now he looks at me and he's like, obviously he loved me at the time, but he he realizes now that I'm a less swollen version. <laughs> Why are you? You're glowing. Like, no, 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 this is just me. Yeah. I was not glowing before. Because <laughs> once the first time I ever met him, because we met on Bumble, couldn't, we virtually dated for a while. And then we met in person as soon as like the restrictions were lifted. And I remember the first time I met him, I had this severe acne. I remember like, ah, uh, I mean, I'm not like a makeup artist, but I try to cover it out as much as possible. But sometimes makeup enhances your spots yeah. if you don't know how to do it properly. And... I mean, he never commented on it, not once. I remember the first night we went to sleep together and I came, apparently I stormed into the room and I was like, I know I've got loads of spot cream on. This is what I do every night. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this is just me, raw and simple. Yeah. Like, get yeah. used to it. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, you know, I don't care at all. Um, but yeah, so I feel like only when that lifted, lockdown lifted, I finally decided to use my health insurance with work and find a nutritionist which is quite hard to get covered by health yes. insurance but it managed to work my way well done through. well done and I saw this nutritionist and I spoke to her about mainly my bloating at the time but lots of it then linked back to my skin um but yeah primarily went to her about the bloating because that was the thing that was getting me down more so and at that point I believed that I could sort my skin externally it wasn't yes. so clued up on the fact that it actually was internally as well Fine. and or from within so she said, first of all, she put me on low FODMAP. Um, yes. So did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Which is, how do you describe it? It's like, I guess it's one of those things where you eat really plain food, but there's some things on there. You would think that it's just like really low calorie stuff, but actually it's like high fat stuff. Yeah. It's like lots of avocado and lots yeah. of oily things. Yeah. Um, like nuts, lots of fish, and nuts seeds. Exactly. And like, yeah. It's quite clean eating, but they say you go on it for, I'm probably sure this is what you did, like a short period of time to yeah. kind of like shock the system. Exactly. And then build from there. It's not like a long-term yeah. diet, I don't believe. And I would say that, I mean, if some people do have to do it, because of like health conditions then I do feel sorry for them because it is a very boring plain plain tasteless tasteless <laughs> diet and it's just kind of that never really feels satisfied because mm. um, you really one thing you can't have is those sweet treats that's yeah. like it's no sugar basically yeah. um, and that's really tough so I did that I think for a month maybe um, and was checking in with her every two weeks and that made my bloating a bit better but it wasn't sustainable and I couldn't do that forever. And then she said, start working things back into your diet. 
And so that didn't necessarily work for me too much because it was an unsustainable diet and it didn't make a huge difference. So then I did some stool samples. Mm. Um, so it was a Cirex test. Yeah. So it wasn't a food intolerance test and it wasn't a food allergy test. I think lots of people sometimes get mixed up with those and they can be quite inaccurate mm-hmm. and not necessarily, they change all the time. Yeah. So a Cirex test is basically when you're poorly, you create antibodies, um, obviously to like your immune system's fighting this illness. Um, but when you eat some foods, your body can also create antibodies, which is obviously something that's abnormal, shouldn't happen. So this Cirex test measures what um, food groups you're making antibodies against. Okay, interesting. And I'm guessing that affects like your gut bacteria as well. Like too many antibodies probably isn't good. Exactly, exactly. So when I first of all, I think had my first stool sample, which was really pleasant <laughs> to do once I was like Wah. this is lovely like, gagging like people could just hear from the bathroom Nick was like Wah. like he was like sympathy like gagging <laughs> so horrible oh god people what we do for it. ourselves yeah, honestly like, Jesus Christ people didn't talk about that either I'm no. like every day people are doing stool samples and nobody's talking no <laughs> literally I mean this is normal guys everyone goes to Lou <laughs> um where was I even going with that? So yeah, did this first stool sample and um, it came back that my like lining, I don't know all the correct terminology, but my lining that's supposed to like protect my like gut and things like that was just non-existent really. So it was, there was nothing to protect so everything. To, every time I ate something instantly inflamed, there was oh, nothing wow. like protecting. Yeah. Um, and if anyone that's qualified listening to this, they're probably like, hey, what is this girl? <laughs> There's nothing just simple terms. It's just for everyone, simple terms for those who aren't qualified. We're just going to use very simple language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm doing it for you guys. This episode is brought to you by Parlor, the sustainable solution to all your oral care needs. We are now at the start of a new year, which is a perfect time to make some small changes in order to live more sustainably. Our toothpaste tubes and mouthwash bottles are not recyclable and not biodegradable. So every toothpaste tube you've ever used still exists on the planet today, which is mind blowing. So whether you're looking for some high gloss whitening toothpaste or mouthwash with probiotics inside, Parlor is the answer. And by using Georgia Simmons, you can get 10% off your first order by heading to www.parlortoothpastetabs.com or clicking the link in the show notes. Make a purchase, make a small change, and that will have a huge impact on the environment. Now let's get back to the episode. Um, so then the second stool sample, which was specifically for the Cirex test, was then testing what I'm creating antibodies against and it came back and there was nothing that was like super 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 high because you have like kind of like a traffic light system Mm -hmm. and it would say like green for all of those major like food groups that you're fine against orange you don't really have to worry about the only ones you want to worry about are the ones that are in the red and the things that came back for me were egg cooked or non-cooked and I'm not like I'm having five eggs a day at this point Oh my goodness, this is crazy. Yeah, and low FODMAP, you can still have eggs. Yeah, eggs is a big one. Yeah, so I was like, getting, I was like, six eggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scrambled, poached, (laughs) boiled. I'm loving it. (laughs) And like, whenever I wanted more protein in my diet, I would just think, okay, boiled egg, I'll whack that in like this, just anything extra, which was great for my fitness uh, and like muscle recovery and those sorts of things, but not great for anything else. And I'm not lying, I went 
I actually have told the story wrong, which is really annoying, but I basically had been to the doctor before this mm-hmm. and I had been prescribed limacillin, right. which is the one below roaccutane. Yes, okay. Which is an oral tablet that you take um, and that had done nothing for me. I also think these are really strong. They're really strong. And I also think they're, don't get me wrong, they work for some people, Yeah. I, but I'm a lot more natural based mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I also think that it does start with our gut and it does start with our food and yeah. I, it starts here and I just yeah. think that that's really strong but it does work for some people but if you're yeah. sensitive like I think if I took anything like that I'm just a sensitive my body's sensitive it yeah. will react to things quite quickly exactly I think it would just yeah and also the bad thing with any sort of antibiotic is a bit completely ruins your gut lining. Yes. Oh so gosh. This is happening in tandem. Yeah, exactly. And like when you've been on an antibiotic, technically, I don't think we we're educated on this enough, but you kind of have to start from scratch, like fermented foods and those yes. sorts of things. Yeah. So anyway, that didn't work for me. And I've been on that for about six weeks. And then I then went to the dietitian and I did all these tests and I started um, to cut out eggs. Within two weeks, my cystic acne had gone. Oh my Literally god. Gone. I'd never known anything like it. Like my skin was glowing and it was like eggs were my demon. And this is obviously all so personal. Completely, completely. Because for other people, eggs are totally fine. Yeah. But for whatever reason, my body was just completely rejecting them, acting like my body was being attacked. Yeah. And so I cut them out and my skin cleared completely. That is incredible. Yeah. I just think it shows as well that when you have something like this, doctors don't always know best when it comes to things like skin gut like if you've got other things doctors are great Mm -hmm. and doctors are amazing but I think specialists in their field is what you should probably aim to go and see and speak to because a doctor's not going to tell you that you're not going to sue eggs yeah that's not in their realm of like speciality so oh my goodness exactly and that's mad annoys me that they go straight to medicine yeah um because also whilst I did all of this stuff and I know not everyone's fortunate enough to do it privately but if you do have work health insurance that can be really handy to kind of fast track the process I was waiting for an appointment with a dermatologist I completely forgot about it like six months later I'm contacted you finally have an appointment I was like I forgot with <laughs> with like doing something at NHS I thought may as well go and use mm. this so I went to go see them and explain my whole process and they said, um, you know, it could have been a limacillin working afterwards. And I was like, I really don't think it is. It ruined my gut and nothing happened whilst I was on it for six weeks. Um, and then I mentioned the egg and she said that she's never heard anything like it. She was like, can I use this as a case study? And I'm like, even like they, like these professionals are learning things. And I'm like, yes, it doesn't have to be medicine. I'm like, I was yeah. like, please do say to your patients, yeah. you know, maybe they should go see a dietitian or 100%. like nutritionist. Like food is medicine. And yeah. like people don't often see it like that, but everyone's body is so unique. Like yeah. the fact they'd never heard of this just oh, proves it. Like you can't always Google and find the react- the answer that you want because yeah. your body is just so unique. And there's so many people out there who have skin problems, gut problems. And like the best way is just to go and see someone yeah. who specializes in yeah. that field. I agree. I agree. Otherwise the frustration and like, it's just, it's not worth it for your mental health. I don't no, think No, no. And also not completely going direct and solving the problem in the first place is more expensive yeah. because you end up trying yeah. to do these quick fixes yeah oh i'll switch to this one. Oh, i'll buy that one and actually if that all adds up you'll probably end up spending more money yeah rather than just going straight to the 100%. what seems like the most expensive option yeah but you get the answers quicker i agree so with your skin mm-hmm. what so you obviously went through a bit of a skincare journey as well yeah what skincare products did you find worked better for you at the time 
I because I use a few more products now but I would say definitely water and gel based products mm-hmm. because creams tend to clog heavy. up your pores and they're too heavy yeah they're too rich um and then I'd say probably cleansing balms mm. but completely natural and organic ones yeah um they were really nice like then with like a hot flannel to just like melt any makeup off that was really lovely yeah. and then micellar water or my yeah. water how have you said yeah literally <laughs> potato potato who knows <laughs> oka oka <laughs> we're not sure here <laughs> don't know. We don't know. okay amazing so how has it all been since so obviously yeah. you don't eat eggs at all anymore what yeah. about like I don't know, mayonnaise, or are you fully egg-free? So this is it. So I I obviously have the, like, knowledge is power, and I now have the knowledge that I shouldn't eat eggs. So I would never have a bowl, I would never just have, like, if I have avocado on toast, so normally you get a poached egg with it. Yeah, like, like it's, yeah it's a normal thing. It's a basic bitch thing to do. It is, it is, we love it. <laughs> I am a basic bitch. And now I would never have that. But if I'm out and about, I will have like, you know, pasta tends to have egg in, that sort of thing. I will have that and I will have, what else would I have? Yeah, sometimes mayonnaise, but overall I'll have, I probably will opt for egg-free egg mayonnaise. Egg-free, yeah. Um, just because if that is a key ingredient to that, yeah. yeah. So my skin does still flare up and I think it's something that I probably have, you know, for, for life and there's other things that will, will trigger it. But... I know what I can do to make it better. I know to strip things back entirely. I know to like be kind to myself. I know to like just really not eat anything with egg in for like a couple of days. And I know that my body then gets back to itself. Like the other day I went on a date night with Nick and there was this gorgeous wild mushroom dish, but it didn't say it had um, egg on the menu. So it came and it had like an egg yolk in the middle and they're like, you just mix egg yolk in. And I was like, I've got to try it. Yeah, I can't. Oh, good, try it. Yeah, and yeah, Nick doesn't yeah. like mushrooms because like this is for me. Then. Oh god, it's just all for me. Enjoy. But sometimes, and then you'll probably get the flare up, and then you'll know oh my goodness, you're prepared for it. Really, yeah, it was really bad. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's only just died down now. But I honestly had like all over my left hand side. It's always on one side versus the other. Like it, they'll switch sides. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, it was like really big. Wow. Angry spots. And were you bloated as well? Yeah. Wow. So now <laughs> you don't have egg, or when you don't have egg, do you get yeah. bloated at all, or has it calmed down? Not really. I'd say another thing that flares up bloating for me is if I have like excessive sugar. If yeah. I'm like really, if it's a weekend, I'm just like really going in on like treating yourself. Treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feed, then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not shocked that I'm really bloated. Fine. But also, I do find the um, JS Health Detox and the Bloat Tablets amazing. I agree. I listened yeah. to a story on this this morning because I I do rate their vitamins. I yeah. really do. Yeah. I've actually tried their probiotic. And if I'm being completely honest, yeah. I think there are better probiotics on the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got the one month supply and I think I will switch it next time. Yeah. But Dedox and Deblow, Hair and Energy, for me, those two really good. work. Yeah. They really work. And I used to take the Detox and Deblow just like almost as like a preventative and it didn't work as well. Like that. I was taking it like morning and night and just thought, okay, I'm going to stay unbloated. Yeah. But I find it better if I am bloated, I'll take it as like a reaction to it Completely and it dies it down. agree. I don't take it every day. I don't think yeah. you need to. No. I, don't, I also think your body can get maybe a little bit used to that type of thing. I agree. Like yeah. you're feeling it or you went out the night before and you want your liver to have a bit of a kickstart. Yeah. Take it helps yeah. yeah I think so yeah it's like if you go come back after like a date night or like night yeah. out with friends and peppermint tea yeah. two detox and deblow tablets in one go to bed yes. wake up you're great Six you're glowing <laughs> <laughs> <Ripped. Sadly not. laughs> 
I love it. And what about like the aftermath of yeah. having spots? Because often it can leave oh, yeah. maybe scarring, like pigmentation. Have you mm. found that? And if so, what have you used personally to calm that down? Yeah. So when I speak to people about that, like, I can't see anything on your skin. Yeah. Because obviously we forget and it's a good reminder to ourselves that no one else sees this yes. on us. Like even when I've got a spot, people don't see it, whereas I do. Um, and it's like what other my my friends as well they're like oh I've got a huge but I'm like I genuinely didn't notice I'm being totally honest when I say that so um yeah I feel like now I'm left personally when I see myself you know when you see yourself in the most like natural lighting and every pore is highlighted I do have like scarring and I feel like I have like a few like holes in my skin fine 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 yeah yeah yeah. and I've never done it before but I think I need microneedling yeah to try and to really like surface the skin I think it's all part of the journey isn't it and it takes time like you can't do it yeah. all at once you've got to like exactly. do one bit at a time and exactly. then you get there yeah no completely and what about like stress the whole process of finding out what was going on did the yeah. stress of it make it worse a hundred percent and I think yeah. like stress is a real um trigger for bloating and stuff yeah. like that and skin and just like everything isn't it yeah like, if you're stressed yeah or a bit anxious about, yeah literally a bit anxious a bit stressed and every time someone's panicking about their skin I'm always like just try and like calm yeah. because it's probably going to help slightly exactly because if you're stressed you're inflamed basically aren't you yeah um so yeah I definitely stressed out a lot more so when I had no answers yeah when I started seeing this dietitian and I had like I had this knowledge then I felt like I was like okay well I am kind of semi in control now yeah 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 Although there's always times you're like I don't understand why I am like bloated or mm-hmm. have spots right now I feel like 95% of the time I know why when it's yeah. happened I'm like oh it's because of this you're more in tune with your body yeah. and I think that's key like with all this journey like the aim is to be able to understand your body because it's never yeah. going to be plain sailing no. but if you've got the tools then and your own personal toolbox because yeah. like everyone's is so different then you can then tackle it. Yeah. So yeah, completely agree. Your skin is beautiful, by the thank way. Thank you, Honestly. thank you. Well, I have got good skin naturally, but yeah. again, I struggle with gut health for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go through, I'm gonna go through my own journey with trying to yeah. speak to a gut health person. There's a guy my friend recommended. He's called Bobby. I think he's based in Dubai, mm-hmm. but he does a lot of virtual um, calls and he's good friends with Pippa Campbell. But he's more gut focus where I think Pippa's more hormonal like female hormone focused what's his do you know what his full name is is it it's not Bobby Prasad is it I don't think it's Prasad I feel like I I think it begins with a Q like Qureshi or something like that um and sometimes I can get like eczema here and eczema there I think it's definitely kind of gut related yeah but my skin in general is good but as yeah I'm I try and be very like drink lots of water like I'm plant-based like all these things which which I try yeah but um but what is your relationship with food like now obviously don't have eggs but like how else is your relationship with food I feel like I'm fortunate and I've always had a very good relationship with food Mm. I'm like a big foodie and like I say good relationship maybe I like as a child overate like I actually think back and I love my face so much (laughs) I see people's like videos of themselves like home videos when they're like running around you know naked as a child everyone's got these like stomachs that are like stretched out like on their little skinny things whatever there's a video of me and they're filming like the bottom of the garden and like my mum's like zoomed in or whatever and the next second you see like my stomach come on screen before (laughs) the rest of me I'm like Mowgli I'm just wearing these like tiny little like 
bikini bottoms but no tops obviously like yeah totally like nothing there <laughs> and i've just got this huge pot belly i'm just walking <laughs> down the back of the garden and i'm like who allowed me to be like this so i used to overeat my parents used to allow me to have seconds and thirds i just wanted more 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 taste to the point where i was in so much pain i used to fall off my chair and crawl away from the dinner table and i'm a big believer in that what you eat when you're younger and to be fair everything i ate was all very like i never had like normal children food i would join yeah. my parents and have like a fillet of salmon yes. or like a fillet of cod instead of fish fingers yeah or something. yeah yeah yeah. we were the same I'd be like, I want you want. yeah 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 we never had like fish fingers or nuggets yeah. or any. no fully agree which is really good but i think um yeah how much sport you do as a child dictates kind of your metabolism in the future mm. and i just wasn't a sporty gal and my parents yeah. didn't really make me do any sports so i blame them for the fact that i have to work out so hard now to maintain a normal body weight I was like, my next question was exercise like what is your relationship with like yeah. food and exercise because i remember seeing on your story or on your highlights you mentioned that yeah. you've always struggled with like losing weight or maintaining yeah. a certain shape so how is that yeah so I think first of all I would say that it's so hard when you're I feel like Instagram can be a great place to connect with people Mm -hmm. and things like that but it also can be quite a toxic place in that I feel like there is like this ideal body image which tends to be like a very slim waist like lovely hips but like absolute pancake stomach yeah like not necessarily that much muscle might not even be that strong yeah but i like honestly speaking honestly about myself if i my stomach is like my problem area i honestly think my tummy button is like a black hole is <laughs> 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 a black hole somebody made an account called emily's tummy button no 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 you're it's okay. borderline bullying it's borderline bullying <laughs> and I remember they did it for frankie gaff as well and i was like what is happening somebody has the profile picture was a zoomed in version on my tummy button you wouldn't know it's tummy button it's so deep i don't know what happened when i was cut off from the umbilical cord <laughs> i don't know what happened but as a result it looks like i have more fat than i do and i also feel like it points downwards a bit <laughs> i already do you're really underselling yourself so, yeah. <laughs> so I, honestly the fittest i've been was and the only time that i've liked my stomach was when i had an unhealthy relationship with exercise mm. went through a breakup wanted to punish myself every day it was like, how can I stop thinking about this? Well, let's wake up at 5 a.m. every day and force myself to work out even though I'm injured. Um, and I was like, this only time in life I ate to fuel my body. So I didn't yes. really um, have any snacks or whatever. I found it very easy to stick to a very boring, tiny diet of like, literally like sea bass and spinach in the evening. Mm-hmm. Lunch was like turkey and broccoli with yeah. a bit of couscous and breakfast was a coffee or something which is actually borderline eating disorder yeah. I think back now <laughs> but at the time I was like so unhappy that yeah doing that so then I'm like okay well if that's the time that I was ever, ever happy with my stomach I should never want to get back to that place and I should yeah. never want a stomach like that yeah. because it's not possible for me to have this figure that I'm seeing in the media it's just not my body shape yeah and it's not happiness it's not life it's yeah. not living it's yeah. yeah but also amazing that you can identify that yeah i think everyone can be like oh yeah i was skinny then like in a bad way like not happy you can see it on my face oh my god yeah the gauntness yeah it's not it's not nice like happiness is is key like so really good and refreshing that you can be like that is not what i need or what i want but i also agree there's definitely a certain like 
figure that is promoted but I actually think there's like two figures that are promoted you've either got like beautiful curves that look like you've been painted like stunning (laughs) or you have like naturally super super slim and like sometimes you don't fit into either category and you're like well my curves aren't curvy enough um my straight bits aren't straight enough so like what am I in this middle middle like gray area like naturally like it is you know it's not real like it's not it's you know you see those refreshing pictures on Instagram where it's like angles and it is all about angles and lighting and it's not you know we can't compare we really really can't and like happiness is what you see first when you meet someone you know if someone's glowing you know if they're happy and that's what you see and you're like oh my god they looked amazing not because of anything to do with their figure but because of the happiness was showing yeah before anything else yeah exactly and I think like it's really taught me as well now that I think you have to be in a happy place to realize this and I think it helps that I've got like really supportive lovely friends that my boyfriend's so supportive Mm. as well um but I think now the best person to compare yourself to is yourself not necessarily yourself at like a bad stage but like in terms of strength I feel like the biggest thing is like I now want to be strong I want to be Mm. able to like lift heavier than my boyfriend I want to be able to just like be able to like you know when I have hopefully a child in the future be able to like easily hold them without my arm like aching yes. and, like all those things and like if I just try and be the strongest person and that I can be and also and just be like really healthy and fit and eat the nutritious foods that I love to eat anyway whatever my body then is I like That's I it. love that yeah yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm really happy and like I know I'll be glowing if I'm not eating eggs yeah yeah and, yeah like, that for me like I remember thinking like I've never really been super body confident for this reason and I remember going away and my one of my best friends was like oh my god Ems you look amazing and I was like honestly so taken back because I was like I don't expect confidence like that because I don't have that stereotypical figure yeah and I was like and she's like no 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 what? I was like what no not at all I was like are you joking and I was yeah. like I literally feel like a whale <laughs> which is ridiculous <laughs> and she was like you're joking she was like you're oblique she was like you're you're like absolutely ripped and I was like Actually, I am a little bit. I am. I'm proud of It's when you stop thinking about it as well. Yeah. I think if you're thinking about it every day, like, wait, what nutrients are going in here? And like, what am I going to do in the gym today? And like, when you really overthink it, actually, it doesn't often work. Whereas when you kind of just relax into it, make it more the norm, make it more sustainable, don't overcomplicate it. Like, don't put pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you're like, oh, like, my body's more relaxed and actually I look yes. great. Yeah. And, yeah, everyone's version of great is different, but that's so interesting that you didn't even see. Yeah, yeah it's weird, it, isn't it? Yeah. And I remember back when I was, like, unhealthy, I remember think, not, not thinking that I was like that, which yeah. is, again, this body dysmorphia, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like, completely you're thinking, oh, actually, I could probably do with losing a bit more. Yeah. Or, like, oh, God, maybe I need to cut back on, yeah. like, not have, have as much broccoli on that plate. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, because you're, you're in such like, a negative headspace exactly and I look back now and I'm like you almost feel like an out-of-body experience I feel sad for that girl I'm like yeah. oh, poor, but they're different poor people yeah, yeah completely people. completely and I want to touch on hormones so you yeah. had an experience with fertility I'm oh. speaking to my friends more and more about this at the moment and it's coming up more and more now about yeah. like we're at that age where like you know we might be wanting to have children at some point in the future we're yeah. thinking in advance and we're thinking yeah. about hormones and like how was your experience with fertility and what did you find out and do you recommend it? Yeah, I honestly think it's the best thing that's ever happened to, for women. Like mm. I really do because I spoke to Helen, the co-founder of Fertility Health, probably maybe like four or five years ago when they were kind of first starting out. And it was through, I think Sophie Habu knew her and also, and Georgia did a test with her as well. And that went 
took her down her own kind of fertility path that was very necessary at the time and I did one of their like it was their beta testing so I did it like as like almost like a test to help them and I spoke about it on my Instagram and basically all you do is like a little um prick of blood and you have to like milk your finger like almost like an um STD test yes 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 um we've all been there if anyone's listening so yeah. we're not you have yeah all you've all been there <laughs> um and then it gets sent away so you do it from your home and it comes back and you have this really comprehensive report and it's great because it's I think ordinarily if you wanted to know how fertile you are you would have to wait until you wanted to get pregnant and then you have to spend hundreds if not thousands of pounds at a professional not like this is professional too but at a fertility clinic whereas this is like making it way more accessible to people earlier on because the reality is you don't want to wait until you're trying to get pregnant to realize that you can't yeah it normalizes the process exactly and so so yeah I did this test about four or five years ago I'm due to do another one because I want to check in with my body again and it came back and it basically showed took you through it's kind of almost like a guide for dummies which is exactly what you need yeah 100% it tells you what the hormones they tested were what each of them mean and then it shows a scale and luckily all of mine were within range but there was one that was like at the bottom of within range so naturally I'm like oh my goodness yeah yeah, what is this and they said that um so long as you're within range like it is totally fine but that's why I'm really wanting to get tested again just in case but there's one hormone they test which I can't remember the name of and basically how high that hormone is in your blood and in your body directly correlates with how many eggs you have oh interesting so i think mine was kind of like i think that's the one that was technically like in the lower part it was like within range but lower um but there's lots of things that can affect that and you can have more some months like less others so it's good to keep on getting checked but it's also great because if something is flagged they've got loads of different pathways that they can put you on like if it looks like you've got pcos they'll send you to a specialist yeah um and i think it's just so amazing to be able to I think it's about it's between 80 and 100 pounds mm. to be able to get your fertility checked I yes. think it's phenomenal it's so good I mean we're all kind of experimenting or trying different contraception methods from a, probably an early-ish yeah. age yeah and you could be on contraception for seven eight years nine years who knows mm-hmm. and you don't know what effect that's having on your body 100%. so why not get it checked yeah. it makes so much sense and also so important exactly. to then action it before it's you're panicking and stressing and that's so good yeah I definitely want to try and check that like a lot of my friends and I keep mentioning it and I'm like I wanted to hear your thoughts on it because yeah no I highly recommend Mm. because also I've always been on contraception I had really heavy periods when I was younger so I just have always been on the pill and then I was always on the coil yeah so I'm literally on my third coil now yeah and I'm like does this affect my fertility yeah literally I'm on the coil now and I'm like I was thinking the same I was like right non-hormonal is the way to go yeah and then I was like they were like no that's not the way because like actually I don't know what coil you're on but like the non-hormonal one I'm on the marina yeah the non-hormonal can sometimes irritate the lining of your womb and stuff I was like right don't want to irritate right go on to hormones yeah does that mean okay well let's try yeah so you know and it is good to get it all checked because like it's a lot to do for girls it's a lot you know yeah. it's a lot of panic you know we're stressing about this that and the other and like trying to make sure it's all okay so yeah getting yeah. it all checked makes so much sense I also think as well like in America because everything is private health you everyone goes to a gynecologist like it's like you go to a doctor mm-hmm. like it's normal in the UK that doesn't happen mm-hmm. 
That's so it. true. Yeah. And it's like the other day I was seeing a gynecologist for something, and I was whilst I was there, just to reassure you, I was like, I need to know from you, not a GP that's just telling me, oh, everything's gonna be fine, because I feel like GPs are amazing, but they're like they're more general, aren't they? Across yeah. everything, they're not specialists. And I said I've been on the coil slash contraception for basically my entire like life since puberty is this detrimental to my fertility and she was like there's zero data to show that she was like it, you do not need to worry at all she That's said good. that she recommends that obviously with the coil you can the amazing thing unlike the pillars you can whip it out and you could get pregnant straight away yes. but she said she recommends that you if you wanted to get pregnant and you're on the coil to have it removed and then have i think she said three months with um just like allowing your periods to regulate yeah if you have sex to use a condom because yeah. you don't want anything going into you and no. just like messing anything up it's just trying to like reset it yeah a bit. no pesky sperm like. no, no no get rid of that <laughs> get rid get rid just three months yeah, clean <laughs> exactly and then she was like then just then start trying then it should be totally fine okay interesting that is good yeah. to know though because i think it is hard you get told one thing, you're told another, you're Googling, and it's like, oh, God. Yeah, Google. Google is the worst. Oh. The worst. <laughs> right, let's talk about boobs. Let's oh, talk about boobs. Yes. Again, you've been so open on this, which yeah. I think it's really refreshing that you are so open online. I think it's yeah. amazing that you open up so much. Yeah. And I know some people might not feel comfortable, but, like, you probably yeah. have helped so many people by giving your stories and your insights, and it is yeah. great. So let's talk about your journey, yeah. what happened, why you wanted to get it done, and how the process yeah. was. So I have always had, my mum, for starters, has huge boobs. Mm. So I was like, I am sorted. Yeah, yeah, thank <laughs> you. I'll take those jeans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sadly, I didn't take those jeans. And not that I, I actually don't, I've never wanted big boobs. Like, I love having small boobs. Mm. Um, but for me, I found myself, you know, my mum said, she was like, when you're 21, she was like, just wait, Emily. When you're 21, mine just like grew. And I was yeah. like, 21, 22, 23, I'm like, still waiting. Hello. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, people go on the pill and their boobs grow. Perfect. Yeah. Nope, no reaction. <laughs> What's up? Almost, come on. Yeah, exactly. Where are you? Yeah, go get the coil. Add a few hormones in there. Nothing. Nothing. Nada. Nada. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and, but I feel like for me, it wasn't the size of them because technically because i've got quite broad back i was like a 32c which yeah is not small but no. my boobs actually to look at were very small but for me it was the shape i just yeah. really like wearing no bra i would get like nipple um covers yes. and i would wear wear them and like almost use them to like hoik my yes up because one of my boobs was like ever so slightly tubular fine which i didn't know until i basically i don't even i think i spoke to friends that had had boob jobs and i don't i honestly don't know what the point was that i thought i'm gonna start looking into this now but next thing i know i just found myself in the consultation room with the surgeon that has done people that I know before and not thinking that I was going to go through with it at all but I'm there somehow yeah. so something yeah. in my brain took led me, you there you just walked one foot in front of the other and then you were there yeah exactly <laughs> what else is happening and he examined my boobs and um he is Italian and he's amazing but because of you know there's like a bit of a language barrier he says stuff that us British people might be like oh Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Different way. So he said to me that 
um i said it was asking all the questions about having boobs done and i said and what how does it affect breastfeeding and things like that and he said you know some people can still breastfeed other people other people can't he said but you wouldn't be able to anyway and i was like sorry it really like took me back and i like i managed to hold back the tears when i was there but for me i was like that was something that was like the delivery on that probably was quite abrupt as well and you're there like repeat that one yeah (laughs) i was like what do you mean and almost because nick was sat next to me at the time you know when like you're i think i would have handled it even better if i was on my own yeah but the fact someone's there and you know that they know that you're shocked by the thing yeah 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 yeah. they're looking at you thinking (laughs) (laughs) i was so close to tears i was like nick honestly stop the sympathy yeah yeah i'm fine stop patting your knee and you're like no 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 hands off no touching So then I asked him why, and he said it was just my right boob, which is the boob that I feel like the nipple, (laughs) really open here, like faces downwards a little bit more than the other one. Fine. And that like, honestly, like I talk, I almost think I um, milk what I have, which is really good use. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Fun, the pun there. <laughs> but you know, like, earlier when I was talking about my stomach, you're like, you're yeah. really, like, not selling yourself. Yeah. Like, here, I think I go over the top because when I talk about things, like, Nick's like, it's not as bad as you're making it out to be. Fine. So, yeah, just a pinch of salt. Yeah, 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 yeah. My nipple is not facing the floor. <laughs> but this particular nipple, he was like, is, um, I didn't know what tubular was, but apparently tubular is if you measure from the bottom of your nipple, like your areola, mm-hmm. to where your crease is. Oh, that should be like around like three inches and mine was an inch if you take like in obviously everyone's body's different sizes but in terms of proportions fine, fine, fine. mine was like a third of what it should be um and he said as a result your milk ducts are closed so he was like i if i operated on you then i can open them and give you a chance to breastfeed so that was the moment that i was like so you're telling me that i could have implants with so lovely shaped boobs and also potentially be on some breastfeeding like you're a miracle worker <laughs> like sign me up yeah. I was like get me under the knife right, right now, <laughs> right now. destiny <laughs> led me to your door I don't know how I got here but someone up there had a purpose for me to come here today <laughs> that oh, is amazing yeah. so then I it's really a nightmare planning surgery between like social plans or whatever because you need to make sure you're not drinking for like two weeks beforehand because you really want to go in there strong you want your body to be in like a fighting yeah yeah you want to be the healthiest you've ever been you want to like have all the nutrients ready to like fight you and help yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so um yeah i had to i think i waited like i could have actually had it done like honestly like two weeks later but just like social plans didn't allow it um and it was actually quite refreshing doing something like blocking out time for my to do something for myself yeah so this is self-care yeah (laughs) um so then yeah it got booked in when did I have it it was August of last year Mm -hmm. um so it was that August September October November so just like five five months ago yeah Yeah. and love how to count that on my yeah I'm (laughs) the same hold on (laughs) (laughs) and I decided, like, I was, like, in between, like, going public with it or not. And not that I'd wanted to hide it, but I find it quite a big pressure to talk about something on my Instagram because I find it, like, the most 
um, I get the most engagement when I talk about these real things. Like mm. I'm there showing my outfits or whatever, but yeah. really the most messages I get is when I talk about these really open things. Yeah. So I was like, do I want to, as an unqualified person, put myself out there and have this flood of things? Yeah, information, yeah. But I decided to put more work on my plate. So yep, I so. decided that I was gonna, TikTok was probably the main platform that I was gonna use for it. And I thought I'm just gonna really like capture it, be so open, honest, raw. Um, and all the videos just ended up going viral, um, which is wild. Like I think in total, like all of them together, they've got like millions of views that is because insane. there are so many people that are just yeah. interested. And like, I didn't want to be seen as endorsing a boob job. No, but I wanted people to know that what the process is like, if they were considering it yeah. and yeah, just be as open and transparent as possible. And my inbox and like the comments were flooded with people being like, I've, always had the same issue with my boob like I was told they were like tubular but I've never like had anyone to relate to with this like I've always felt so alone I never knew there was an option for it other people said like the um having a boob job for my tubular boobs was the best thing I've ever done yeah um and it was just a happy place yeah but you don't know the process unless you go through it and then it's too late to assess yeah and so, it's hard. Yeah. The process is not... <laughs> no. It's like, it's probably... Yeah, it's it's personal. It's really... Yeah. Yeah. So I think having that to for people to know and like, they know they can reach out to you and yeah. also makes you really relatable. And yeah. it is crazy how many people have these thoughts. Like people listening will be like, probably like, oh my God, I thought this, but again, no one's ever shared it and I've not exactly. known who to talk to about it. And when you go to see the specialist, they'll tell you in a very like step one step two step three but like without the emotion there and there's a lot of emotion attached to it yeah so so refreshing to have that conversation and how do you feel now you've had it I feel I've it's been a roller coaster (laughs) I won't lie like even up until maybe like a month ago which is like yeah four months after it I would say that there are there I feel I feel like the first bit which I captured on TikTok was very much what the hell have I done because I also had torn um fully torn two ligaments and then partially torn three. So I went into my surgery in a boot and I had to put my leg in like a pump to make sure that my blood was flowing around the body. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow, that was a lot. I wouldn't advise. So then I couldn't really walk around the house. I lived four up four flights of stairs and there's like a video of my mum like holding my shorts, like my bum is fully out, like like almost like a thong to <laughs> hold me as I'm like trying to walk up and you obviously you can't lift your arms at all once you've had it done. <gasps> so I'm just like, can't oh, move. So your legs and your arms are basically just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> a potato. <laughs> I'm a potato, like cannot move at all. Wow. Um, And then my biggest pain, like the it was tight and it was uncomfortable, but the biggest pain was my back because you can't, roll your shoulders back you can't like hold yourself so you get so tense yeah that I like and you can't move in the middle of the night so your bum goes so numb oh I'm gosh. like I'm bound to get a blood clot yeah like <laughs> no one talks about this like this is the worst thing ever and then they're very very hard to begin with I think some people's immediately look great and some people like their boobs straight away afterwards when they're really hard and really high up but for me whatever it is my body shape or whatever I look like an alien it looked like an absolute <laughs> car crash oh, no. I looked horrific I honestly cried yeah I and cried. then you're like why have I done this like this is, guys like I've been telling you it's a great idea and now I'm crying about it like <laughs> I seem so no, that is that is really because you, you don't know the end result I mean yeah. you've got an idea what it will look like and you yeah. get told how it will look but you don't know yeah 
you never know because everybody is so unique. Yeah. And I remember trying to put on a front to Nick and my mum who were staying with me to look after me at the time because I was embarrassed. I was like, this is so embarrassing that I've yeah. done this and I'm not happy. Bear in mind, it was day three afterwards. So I'm Fine. quite impatient. It's, it's early days, yeah. <laughs> and I ended up one morning just totally crying because all I had in my head was, how long do I have to wait until I can have them removed? Completely, completely, yeah. completely. I am proud to announce I am now an affiliate of Huel. If you have made some New Year's resolutions to start the year, such as getting more protein into your diet or eating a hearty and healthy breakfast, Huel may just be the answer. I love having my fridge stocked with Huel for those mornings where I'm on the go or if I have a podcast recording and want to grab something without making my kitchen messy, Huel is always my go-to. After having James Collier on the podcast, I can confirm that when they say each bottle is nutritionally complete and that each bottle contains 26 of your essential vitamins and minerals, they are right. My go-to flavor is chocolate and vanilla. So if you want to start adding some healthy habits into your everyday, place your Huel order today. Click the link in the show notes and place your order. Honestly, I love having my fridge stocked with these products. It's easy, convenient, and also super delicious. Let's get back to the episode. I would say it wasn't until week four when I first went on holiday, they were still very small. And I look back now, I'm like, why did I put photos on Instagram? So I looked like this like yeah. stuff. <laughs> and like that's, I think people probably externally or maybe worried and thinking, oh God, she's really, what's she done to herself now? Not that it matters what other people think, but for me, I really wanted just like natural um looking boobs and also when I looked at the implants like you hold the implants that are going to go inside you I'm not lying they were huge and I was saying to him I'm um, Dr. Marshalina who's amazing I was like this cannot go inside me I was like we've got to size down we've yeah, got yeah, to size yeah. down probably heavy as well you're like really uh, heavy and we have back pain yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not lying he was another thing that he said to me he said, um, it's fine. He was like, your body, he was like, your skin, like you're like Mediterranean skin. So I thought, oh, that's nice. That's Flame, complimentary. Thank you, yeah. And he was like, you'll just, you'll swallow it up. He <laughs> was like, your body will swallow it up. And I went, mm, isn't that right? I was like, well, I've not been to the gym in a while, okay. <laughs> but anyway. It's unfair use of words there, doctor, but thanks yeah. anyway. Uh, but he was right. They did swallow them up. And you, like, I look at them now and I don't see how that size implant is inside me because my yeah. boobs aren't I would say they're medium size now like they're genuinely not big I'm literally only one cup size up even though my boobs are like have this huge implant that's inside them that's amazing only one cup size I don't understand it it's almost like the skin was there and it just needed to be like shaped shapes yeah 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 amazing it's I think it does take time for all to even out as well like it's a foreign object going in your body you're swollen your body's adjusting to it but it's fascinating how it happens yeah and now it's and now you'd want it yeah now it's great Uh, squidgy now and they're like they feel like a normal boob like it feels like normal breast tissue um and now that I can work out and I've got an amazing sweaty Betty bra which by the way if you've had a boob job or if you have larger boobs the ultra running bra is like only 30 pounds one of their cheapest original ones and it's incredible we'll leave it (laughs) and nothing moves nothing moves so that is amazing so I just feel like I'm in proportion with my body that's my biggest thing like yeah I've always had like a juicy bum and then I've just always felt very like 
not top heavy it's almost the opposite of that like broad yeah. shoulders but then just nothing there and I just feel like a woman I feel sexy I feel like I've never ever felt sexy in my entire life yeah like, you wear tops that you might not have been my... able to wear before yeah exactly and like so many people even my mum was like you're gonna have to change your whole wardrobe and I've literally there's not a single there's maybe some things that were like tight to me but now I just fill out the areas that I didn't I awkwardly didn't before yeah so I literally haven't changed my size at all I just fill out those that's great that is great I think so many people have definitely are probably thinking about it but too scared but I think this completely normalizes it and just shows that actually it's okay yeah and just do your research find the right person and again I think it's nice to be able to normalize doing it because I think also people probably thought boob jobs as being like I'm gonna have these huge boobs exactly but it's not I think boob jobs and like massive boobs are normally go hand in hand but it can just be one size up and completely different shape and you feel like a new woman 100% I think you just have to basically find like a surgeon that you trust like I literally went to this one because it was recommended and didn't went didn't go anywhere else because he was so great and he specializes in he does not advise anyone to go larger than like Mm, he just wants like a natural natural, lovely yeah yeah heaven yeah. sounds yeah, great well thank you for being so open and honest about everything oh we have a final question to yeah. bring things all back to food again yeah. which is what would your last meal be starter oh my goodness. main course dessert i know it would be i'd have oysters oh with i actually went to where was it, it was mountain in soho the other day yeah and they served the oysters with jalapeno and also oh my goodness what was it it was like jalapeno and honey oh wow and it was unreal because it's got nice the sweet mix. and the savory yeah so i would have some oysters i would have um some ceviche i then would have some sort of like feta greek dish oh heaven and then i would have a not good for my skin but i would have a lovely fresh pasta made by an italian nonna yeah <laughs> only divine. By the nonna. yeah only yeah from italy fly <laughs> over yeah and it would be just like a lovely fresh chili prawn tomato oh yeah lovely greeny um and then for dessert i would have either little moons <laughs> oh what's your go-to flavor you know i had raspberry last night and it was gorgeous oh i have not had that yeah one. i think it might be a new one it's Unbelievable. Oh my god, love. Yeah, really. Otherwise, mango I quite like. Yeah. Um, but realistically, what would we... Oh no, I know. Again, maybe my favourite cuisine is Italian because I would yeah. have a homemade tiramisu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Emily, thank you so much thank for coming you. on. We literally deep dived into all things like girl issues, skin, gut, flow, boobs. Love it. Everything but sometimes doing. it's really good to like get to speak yeah. about this and normalise it and recommendations. And recommendations yeah. is the best way to get help and advice and like you feel more confident going with that advice because you know someone else has done it and you can ask them so yeah thank you so much for coming on thank you guys so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed this episode all the recommendations that emily made can be found on the catch-ups in my kitchen website which is in the show notes so make sure to check that out i am really trying to talk about topics that aren't often spoken about but people are desperate to hear about at the moment and so in return for that I would love it if you could follow like and subscribe in order to give us the support that we need to keep on growing so thank you so much in advance and see you again next week